Okay, guys, looks like we're finally uh, rolling here. <laughs> hey, welcome everyone to the best Sunday night Xbox-centric show around the Xbox Roundtable podcast. Uh, we cover all kinds of Xbox-focused news, as well as many other things from around the game industry. I'm Invader, your host for the evening, and welcome to show number 244 of TXR. And of course, it is great to, to see you all tuned in. Uh, first of all, uh, I have had some technical difficulties at my end. Uh, I don't know. There was an update that I did to the program I was using, OBS, and unfortunately, uh, things just aren't running properly <laughs> so we had to switch over to Streamyard. so sorry for the delay uh, i tried to get things up and running as soon as possible and uh more txr personnel panel members should be joining us shortly just uh you know running a little behind with some things but uh, we will dive into the topic soon enough and there are lots of things to cover including microsoft ceo satya nadella calling out playstation over competition as well, massive GTA 6 leaks, plus our first impressions of Deathloop on Xbox. But hey, you know what? Let me introduce everybody on the panel tonight, uh, starting off with Centurion. Pal, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'm excited. Uh, there's always a lot to talk about, in my opinion, even on short news weeks, but I wouldn't even call that this is a... I wouldn't even say this has been a great news week. It's just been hella eventful, that's for sure. Uh, but everything going on in my world, um, I've been able to find a little bit of time to uh, finally start creating some content and blow the dust off my YouTube channel. That's that's going to be fun there. Um, also, um, I've decided to uh, kind of um, jump back and forth from Destiny to the Mass Effect trilogy. I am officially through about halfway through the second game now. Um, and I'm excited because when I get to the third game, I've played both the first and the second game multiple times, all the DLCs multiple times. The third game I only played once. Um, and that was when the game first came out. I got the original ending, um, you know, same kind of thing. I wasn't a big fan of the ending. So I was like, oh, that was a whole lot of for nothing. Um, but. I, I never played any of the DLCs. Now I'm excited to play, replay the third game because I, I barely remember anything from it. Um, so it's going to be fun playing it just for the story arcs that were already there. And then to finally dabble in the, some of the DLCs that I completely missed. So definitely I'm excited. Um, and that's pretty much everything that's been going on over here. All right. All right. Sounds like a pretty good... Uh at the uh, at your end for gaming sounds awesome mr centurion moving on down here eric shockley buddy hey how's how has your week been uh been doing much gaming uh didn't do a lot this week but uh <laughs> um but no definitely plan to jump into uh i think i need to finish up horizon zero dawn i, I just never can finish the first one but i hear how great the second one is which i think it's uh from what i hear it sounds like it did a lot more to just make it more eventful so or just like better i don't know cohesiveness with like the quest and gameplay um or more interesting but um yeah definitely need to finally finish that one but but yeah that's uh what i'll probably get into this week but yeah i didn't do much this past week i would say 
All right. All right. Good to know. At least you got into a little bit, a little bit of uh, some game in there. Uh, guys, General MLD will be joining us shortly, and uh, Timmy may be joining us soon. Uh, Crusader will not be coming tonight, but don't worry, he will be back very soon uh, next week. And uh, yeah, we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, lots to talk about, as I was saying. Uh, plus, guys, you know what? We created a new uh, new show link here. So just a reminder, if you could please share this show out, it would be greatly appreciated. You know, get more eyes on us. Plus, hey, you know what? Hit that like button as it really does help out the show. Now, moving on to the topics for tonight. And we will move over to some GTA talk because you know what? There was some absolutely massive leaks that happened with GTA 6. Uh, they started popping up last weekend, but we wanted to wait a bit before really covering things. We had kind of touched on it, but since then it's been growing. It's been an evolving story. You know, there's been a lot of early gameplay that's came out showcasing uh new characters combat dialogue and more i kind of want to be careful because rockstar have uh kind of been on a spree of takedowns <laughs> they're kind of known for that but needless to our channel yeah right that's the last thing that we need <laughs> but i've they're very aggressive with that very aggressive with that but uh on that note centurion pal my uh my desert friend uh how do you uh feel about these leaks and uh are they hurting rockstar Oh man, um, so like me and you kind of chatted a little bit of pre-show on the on this situation, um, and that's where I'll get into that in a second. Um, is it going to hurt Rockstar? Um, probably not. Um, like that's where I'm now. When I say it's not going to hurt Rockstar, it's it's not going to hurt the corporation, the executives. Like you know, like oh my god, the cat's out of the bags. We're gonna lose all these stock options and all this other stuff. No. Um, it, you know, it's this one of those things where, you know, it's, um, it's a game in development. I'm going to be, I'm going to be totally truthful to the entire world right here. I did not check out any of the leaks. I didn't read any of the articles. Um, I have my reasons why we'll get in that into a second, but the, the main thing is, um, I did not want to at least, um, it, it's just one of those things. Like when a new star Wars movie comes out, I stay off social media because I don't want that ruined for me. Um, I'm very, I'm like, I mean, like, look at it. Like the game is a work in progress. I have no idea why all of a sudden the armchair developers in the room started making these outlandish, uh, outlandish, um, statements that games are built from, uh, basically the graphics are done first and then they start working on the mechanics, which is an absolute asinine idea. Um, I'll borrow from review tech on the way he said it. That's like, trying to build a house but before you even put that's before uh, that before you even put up the walls you decide to furnish the foundation and then you try to build the house around the furniture i mean like i laughed at that whole concept because that's pretty much like what people were trying to say the whole concept in building a game is you're going to have some very rough looking animations and stuff like that because they're trying to get the game mechanics right they're trying to dial in the ai they're trying to uh make sure that the shooting mechanics work and the other mechanics of the game work. And then they go into that polishing stage where they're going to start doing graphics and all that other fun stuff that everybody loves as eye candy. Um, the one thing that it is going to hurt um, in the end are 
like, because we all saw the statements that were on social media. Hey, you know, this is what this is what Rockstar deserves because they have been dragging us along with Grand Theft Auto Five for so long. Um, well, if you guys didn't, if you guys wanted Grand Theft Auto to stop being kind of like shoved down your throats by those statements, uh, quit going back to the well and spending money on Grand Theft Auto Five online, and and basically let Rockstar know that you're over Grand Theft Auto Five. But Grand Theft Auto Five prints money. People live on that. They do amazing things on there with mods. And honestly, like, there's a reason why they basically wanted to get that game to its full max potential when it came to revenue. Um, but for the smaller developers, we're not talking the executives or the publisher, Rockstar themselves, the small, de the developers themselves, this is going to hurt them. Um, this is going to create um, a little bit more of a monkey wrench in the, the situation with how this game is going to be developed. Um, at this point, they might start requiring these devs to, to start going back to the office, no more hybrid stuff. Um, they also could start implementing uh, complete uh, asinine security measures to try to prevent this from happening again because this individual tried to extort the company. Um, and that's where I feel very bad for the developers that are developing this game. I mean, let's go back to uh, looking back at Bleeding Edge. Um, we're not here to talk about the popularity of Bleeding Edge, but we're when Bleeding Edge got leaked on social media, and then I think it wasn't a very short time later, they appeared on the Microsoft Xbox um, E3 stage. You could kind of see it in their eyes. They were a little defeated and deflated from the fact that their game got leaked. They're basically not the ones to reveal their game. Some asshole on social media did that for them. And I use the term a-hole because I, this is where, this is like, I mean, the individual who did this, two rockstar games was only a 17 year old kid it's starting to come out uh he's actually a very talented individual when it comes to computers um and this is uh, rather than trying to use his talents for something good he wanted to be able to think uh he wanted to be able to just get his name out there um and basically be the guy who did it and it, it's more like an egotistical thing um, this individual has been accused of hacking Uber, Samsung, Microsoft, NVIDIA. It's a very long list of companies that this individual has hacked and breached their security measures. Um, and I, I feel sorry for him even because he's probably very naive to the situation he's about to get himself wrapped up into. Um, and that's where without going into detail, um, I've been there. I was the troublemaker. Um, I have, I, I have things on my record that I have to deal with every single day um, fr from basically being a, a rebellious teenager that just wanted to be able to just, you know, go like take on the world and basically not give an F about, you know, the people I heard around me and going through the experiences uh, here in the state of Arizona and basically the rehab that comes with getting yourself in serious trouble. I, I have, I've had those moments where I actually sit back and reflect on the people that I have affected. And that's where I, I think about those rock star employees on how they were affected by this individual who doesn't really care that he basically let the cat out of the bag. He completely 
ruined what they were working on. And then not only ruined the surprise, he also made it to where these developers had to come out and also get the support from other developers in the industry because people were trashing the game. Social media at its best, toxicity and just tearing someone down and calling them a POS because of reasons that don't exist and things you don't understand. Um, you could have so many different conversations with this, but Invader, that's where I feel maybe your conversation could also be the light at the end of the tunnel for this situation where I really enjoyed your take on the situation and I'll let you get in on that one. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, mine's more lighthearted. Uh, I mean, I thought, I think you have a, a pretty interesting perspective yourself, but before I do that, Hey, general MLD, what's up, buddy? Hey, you know, doing, doing pretty good here. You know, uh, I see uh, oh, the conversation's already been pretty good so far. Uh, obviously, biggest leak in history. I'll weigh on that soon enough. Otherwise, yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, playing Yakuza, started Deathloop. Uh, yeah, all good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, great to have you here, buddy. Yeah, and I got to get down on that Yakuza, too. There's a lot of things. I mean, I've been playing some Deathloop. Uh, we'll touch on that in a bit, but lots and lots of good stuff to play these days, I gotta say. But, uh, yeah, going to what you're saying, Centurion, to be honest, like, this may have worked in Rockstar's favor, to be honest with you. Like, I know that, obviously, it was a lot to get caught up on, and, you know, it's it sucks. It sucks being in their situation. You, you're working on a game. These Grand Theft Auto games, these large open-world games that they create, they take you know, sometimes close to, you know, a decade to create. I mean, maybe I'm going a little overboard saying that, but they take a long, what I'm trying to say is they take a lot of R&D and a lot of, uh, a long time to to get things going with these games. A lot, long no, development I cycle. I, I agree. Rockstar has some of the longest development times for any game. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And, you know, I can appreciate that, of course. But at the same time, you know, um, okay, sure, they might let us know that they're working on a game. But, you know, at the same time, when they go silent at the same time, it's like, well, you know, yeah, especially with a massive single player uh, game. Okay, it's not only single player, but like a lot of people focus on the single player. And it's like people just want to know. People want to know about the game. They, you know, just... They want to hear whatever they can about the game. But, you know, there's been really nothing. They've been silent. And, uh, you know, right now with the leaks, people ha are talking about the game. I've seen it pop up everywhere. Even people at my work who, again, they love Grand Theft Auto and whatnot. They're more casual, though. Uh, they're, they approach me and they're like, oh, hey, did you hear about the uh, GTA 6 leaks? And I was like, wow, it caught a lot of attention. I was kind of surprised. And a lot of people seem just really sympathetic towards them, to be honest with you. And I've been hearing, okay, there's, a, you know, people, I was asking some people that I know, it's like, okay, you know, you've seen some of the gameplay pop up. There's been multiple videos, like, and, you know, I'm like, oh, what do you think of the early gameplay? They're like, ah, oh, you know, it's early gameplay. It's cool. It's nice to know this stuff. But it's like, you know, they don't really think that it's hurting the, the, the game at all. They're just excited to hear something about it. So if anything, to me, it's almost like uh, a somewhat like they're t it's uh, turning a bad situation into a good situation in a lot of ways because people are starting to find out about it and. I don't know. I, I think they're getting a lot of positive reception. Uh, well, that's just my view anyways, just because there, there is a lot of sympathy oh. towards them. 
no i agree there's a lot of sympathy towards the actual developers when i say like it's gonna cause problems i'm talking about i'm sorry but there is not a corporate structure in the world where somebody is not going to get their ass reamed over this i mean that i mean literally like like i don't see the corporate executives coming down from their their glass room at, over at rockstar and bringing the team together and they all singing kumbaya and hugging saying it's okay i mean like literally i see the executives that were in the the higher higher ups over at rockstar probably more than likely um wanting to do things to make sure that this isn't going to happen again because at this like we can look at it like there is a lot of desire for people to know what's going on with the Grand Theft Auto franchise. And there's a lot of malicious people out there. We know ransomware and stuff is is something that happens very often uh, to corporations and they have to protect their best interests. And this is where the security measures side of it comes into it. And this is where I say the, the the corporate executives themselves, the ones that rule over the developers that are building this game are probably going to be implementing a few things as a result of this. And I, you know, like this is where you affect people, whether you want to or not. And, you know, this is going to make their jobs harder because now there's probably going to be some hoops they have to jump through um, just to uh, continue working on the game in the manner that they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And, you know, I, like, really, it's impressive, uh, the response that's been from them, too. Uh, also, a very heavy response to heavy-handed, I would say. Um, I'm surprised the kid even had the balls to take on Rockstar. I mean, like, the, 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 like the biggest perpetrator of DN, uh, DMCA strikes and uh, basically the control of information rockstar games has a very badass legal team and i'm surprised like i the dude i mean like nothing like taking on the giant mm -hmm. yeah no it's uh <laughs> very interesting uh you know kids definitely got a a set on them that's for sure and that's the thing too right like um it wasn't just gta 6 that was leaked it was uh well, i mean there was a couple of other things too uh i think there was uh a remaster like a red dead remaster in there as well plus uh you know i'm, I'm not going to spoil the other thing but there was another game i believe uh mentioned in the leaks as well and i think it would get a lot of people pretty excited um eric shockley buddy i mean i would love to know your thoughts on the leaks uh i don't know what do you think about them do you think that they uh like it's uh uh turn out like a bad thing for gta or is it a good thing that you know we're starting to get some uh some publicity about it <laughs> um i i think it's good in the sense that finally people are seeing that okay they actually are like because we've heard rumors about like what the next gta is going to be but you know probably until you actually see something like tangible that you can see on it you know who knows how far like yeah they might be working on it but it's like how far away is that so seeing at least this footage seems like okay this might not be too far away we might get one this decade and and the, you know a new gta um so that part's nice to see uh, and it was i didn't see much like backlash that, that i thought i was going to see when because at first they were hearing that it was going to be 
Um, I'm not sure how many like main characters if they're doing the whole like multiple main characters like they did GTA. From what 5. I heard, it's like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice to see that because I thought people were going to be like, oh no, they you know chose a woman, so they're like woke or whatever. Just whenever you choose something like you know that's not like a the standard because we've always had just male protagonists <laughs> uh from what I'm, I'm pretty sure i never played the uh i think the well i think the, the one original on one you i think in the original one you could choose a couple of female characters if i'm not mistaken i could oh, the, yeah on the but i'm, I'm going i'm going back i'm going way back though i gotcha um but that was nice to see and they didn't just make it they made it look like a regular like uh latina per you know <laughs> it wasn't like they went crazy in one way and people were like okay this looks ridiculous no it just looks like a you know average person so i like that part um mm -hmm. but it's good to see that this is this is like the without them like you know hopefully this was without all the you know polish and everything that you're gonna get so this looks like kind of what gta 5 is already pretty much so hopefully they'll be able to add a lot more detail and make that jump and make it so it's worthwhile when we go from to the next GT6 since it's been so long. Um, um, did they make any, I feel like someone's mentioned that there was, that it's going to be on PS4. Is that right? I'll be honest. I am really not a hundred percent sure about the, uh, so I feel platforms. like they were saying that there was a build of it on PS4. I don't know, but hopefully it's the next gen only, but, um, just so they're not still, you know, because we don't know when this game's coming out, so it still might be quite a few years away. Um, so hopefully they're still not worrying about the PS4 install base, but Rockstar likes money, so <laughs> hard to say. Plus they like double dipping like, the, like they did last time when they got everybody to rebuy it a second time the year mm -hmm. later, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. <laughs> um no interesting take eric um yeah i'll be i actually i'm kind of curious on the uh the platforms myself um i i'd assume that they'd be targeting the current gen systems even though there's still not yeah, too many yeah. yeah no yeah exactly there's still not too many of them out there as of yet but you know i i would imagine that they'd be targeting those i'd be curious to see how last gen consoles would handle them but we shall see uh, General MLD, but any thoughts on uh, the GTA uh, Six leaks? Like, I I'm not sure if you were big on like GTA Five or anything going back to the day, but uh, you know, leaks can hurt sometimes, and sometimes they can be beneficial. What's your take here? Oh yeah, um, me, me and Grand Theft Auto. I I play the campaigns. I don't really play much of the multiplayer, although yeah, I, I'm not you know I'm not blind to how big it is. But uh, I, I've seen some of the videos, not all of them, but enough to get a general idea of, you know, how big this leak was. And it is pretty sizable. But the videos, they were just, they were what they were. Like, it just in development, early builds uh, of the game. Like, you know, things like testing the physics or to seeing like, well, were the AIs looking? Like the little, little things like that. I think the biggest, uh, well, of course, all their big reactions the internet is very, gamers are very emotional, I'd say. Like, we wear our hearts on our sleeves. So, of course, everyone's going to have the most knee-jerk, 
first impression emotion and everyone's going to say it at, at the same time. But I think that it's already happening. It's already dying down because ultimately, uh, no, no, everyone's going to remember this in years from now, but when the game does its big reveal, shows proper gameplay that's meant to be shown to the public, th- th- this will all just be a footnote. Like, I feel like this isn't public knowledge as of yet. Like, I feel like all, of all the cas- a lot of casuals that play Grand Theft Auto, I don't think they are even aware of this. Maybe they might hear about this from just casual word of mouth, but I don't think they'll, I don't think they've seen it themselves. Um, but overall, no, I think developers have been, been pretty, uh, sympathetic. I think a lot of developers were showing their support, you know, like showing, uh, early builds of their own games out of solidarity. So that was cool to see. Uh, I think that that kid who did the hacking, I think he got just a little too cocky. He, uh, he poked the wrong bear and now his life's practically over now that he's arrested. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, we'll see what happens to him. But, I mean, like, come on. This this is like a multi-billion dollar franchise. And, and you're, the leak technically could be argued that you're costing them a certain amount of money if you're giving people the first, a first impression that is not the proper way you want to give a first impression. So, I, I understand that. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, all I can really think about is that the game wasn't revealed the way they wanted to be revealed, but in the end, who cares? Like at least it shows that they're actually working on something that, I mean, we've, we've all, we've all said it. We all know it. GTA five has been the frontline GTA game for much longer than it should have been. We all know that. And at least we see that there is a foundation in place. So hopefully they'll give us a proper reveal in the next year, two years. I'm hoping and uh, yeah, I, I hope it's as good as uh, as good as the last one. So I, I think they made the best of, of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to put it out there, he did more than like cost them money when it came to like the proper reveal. Like I don't know if, who here really read in the articles, but he was on um, a, a ma- I forget the name of the website, and it was a communication website. He was trying he basically i guess had his hands on the source code for grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto 6 and he was basically stating that he wanted at least seven figures for grand theft auto 5 and he was trying to figure out how much he would want for the source code for grand theft auto 6 he was full-blown uh trying to extort rockstar games he even went on the chat site saying uh, for uh, for a representative of Rockstar Games to reach out to him, he's willing to negotiate. That wow. he he, I'm like like oh damn dude, like I would have kept my mouth shut on having that source code, but you you wanting to put it out to the world that you're wanting to negotiate, you dude, my god, like nothing like uh, poking a bear with a very sharp stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, especially when, uh, you know, this multi-billion dollar company uh, wants to protect their uh, big nest egg, (laughs) their moneymaker. And yeah, they go to, uh, you know, the FBI and then they get involved. And uh, yeah, so be it. Again, apparently this uh, kid's in custody uh, in England. So he's got also he's got the FBI case from Rockstar Games and the... He's also got the FBI investigating him for hacking Uber. Ooh, really? 
Yeah, so he's got two open uh, FBI investigations alone that I know of. Dang. And did you say something about NVIDIA, too, that uh, the same group that he's a part of uh, was involved with, like, trying uh, attempting to hack into Microsoft, NVIDIA, and a bunch of other corporations? Oh, yeah. And he's not part of the group. He is the leader of said group from oh. some stuff that I've read. He is, like, the leader of this group. Um, and he's basically trying to go down the road of like what Lizard Squad did years ago when they basically shut down uh, the um, when they shut down the the PlayStation Network and the Xbox Network for the holidays as a, as a total gag to screw with everybody's Christmas. Mm. Um, for him, it was about money, as we can all see. And I mean, like. I just don't see how he thought he was going to get away with this whole situation because like, you know, you're running around rampant, just totally hacking everybody and their grandmother. Would you think you were untouchable that this wasn't going to happen? And at 17 years old, at least according to the Kotaku article, when they arrested him, he was still in police custody. I don't think that they're going to let him out um on any kind of like your own recognizance or releasing him to his parents or stuff like that i think they're going to keep this dude locked in a box um until they basically get him to stand trial and at 17 years old for what he did i, I my bottom dollar says this kid's going to be tried as an adult hmm yeah i mean i i guess i wouldn't be surprised either considering the veracity of you know, of the uh, crime itself. So uh, we'll have to see about that. Uh, now, do you guys think that this forces Rockstar's hand here to show off like an official trailer for the game? Or are they just going to stick to like, I mean, they can't exactly be silent anymore, I would think. But do you think that they'll show off something soon in response to this? Or do they just go at the same steady pace? I don't see them doing an official trailer because if the game, if hopefully though, the, what we saw was like years ago, months ago, and the game is in a much, much further state than what we saw. That could be like, you know, hopefully, but at the very least they could do like a, a developer uh, first look where like the game director and the lead, one of the lead developers gets to sit down and they show some concept pieces and maybe a little bit of a of a scratch build with some finished graphics on it. Uh, maybe talk about the characters because uh, the the individual did release the character's name. I forget. I know the I know the male. No, I won't even get in the leaks. Um, I know he released the male and female version. Uh, their character names at least. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where um, definitely. Uh, they probably could come out and probably cover the material material that was already shown, but without having to go like into a deep, deep dive of the game if it's not at that point yet. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, I, I suppose. Um, I yeah, I, I from what I'm to understand that the gameplay was over a year old anyways, but eh, it looked okay from what I saw. So I don't think there's really a lot to be concerned about in my opinion, as far as like graphics, because it's, it's hard to judge a game, honestly, 
buy early graphics. And we've seen leaks for all kinds of games in the past. I could go back to, for example, Halo Reach before it released. I remember a whole bunch of uh, different uh, pictures leaked. And yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was early. Like the, you could tell that the background wasn't exactly done, the environment. But uh, things looked like they were shaping up pretty well. I mean, Gears like, 4 was a good one. The beta, if you played the beta in the summer, it looked like terrible. <laughs> We're like, man, this looks rough and it's supposed to come out in a few months. And then when we got it, it looked, you know, graphically, it looked awesome. But the uh, beta, mm-hmm. that the multiplayer beta they had us playing, they just like didn't have any polish done yet. They were just working out the like gameplay and the, uh, and the multiplayer, making sure everything was, you know, balanced. Mm hmm. Yeah, and again, guys, I'm not saying that I'm, like, the biggest fan of uh, Rockstar, like, when they handle some things. I mean, there were some things, like, and I wish they got to certain bugs. Um, You know, I've had certain uh, things happen in GTA V, for example, that were kind of unfortunate and kind of spoiled things for me. Uh, But at the same time, it sucks when, you know, these kinds of leaks happen. So, you know, I am sympathetic in a lot of ways. Um... But I mean, we'll see what uh, what goes on here. Uh, time will tell when they show off their new trailer, obviously, and uh, I guess we'll find out more details about what happens to uh, this individual um, with regards to how the law wants to handle him. Um, guys, any any other thoughts on this before we move on? All right, we'll move on to the next topic. But uh, guys, make sure you share this show out and give a like if you haven't already. It really does help out the show, honest to God. And hey, I appreciate you. We all appreciate you all uh, tuning in every Sunday night just to listen to us chat about games. So it's great to have you all here. But uh, yeah, guys, on that note, uh, why don't we head over to our next topic? And Microsoft seems very, very committed to the Xbox platform. And in a recent interview with Bloomberg, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella stated that he's very confident with the Activision acquisition. Now, it's part of a much larger interview, but he went on to say that, and I quote, of course, any acquisition of this size will go through scrutiny, but we feel very, very confident that we'll come out. So if this is about competition, let us have competition. Indeed, Satya, indeed. And I felt that was a pretty strong quote. You know, it seems, uh, you know, it's good to hear that from the head of uh, Microsoft, uh, one of the largest corporations out there. But uh, General MLD, my friend, I'm going to lead off with you into things on this one. Uh, What do you make of Satya's comments as it seems like he's uh, taking a shot at the bow of uh, Sony and PlayStation here? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, it was a very short interview, and that line, I think, will be referenced for years to come. But it, for one thing, it shows his commitment to Xbox. And that's nice to know as an Xbox fan, especially coming off Xbox One, where their funding was, like, not the greatest, and Microsoft wasn't really backing them. But now they are fully backing them with their full financial weight. So that the CEO is coming to bat for Xbox, that is very reassuring to hear, and the future looks pretty bright. So overall, there, there's that. But then it's, it's just the the it's just the, it's kind of funny, you know. It's console wars on a executive scale because you got uh, Sony here, Jim Ryan, saying these outlandish comments about anti-competition. This what's best for gamers that, and the comment uh, 
if this is about competition, let's have competition. It just cuts right through all that, all that BS, you know? And he says that with this very sly smile. So uh, it, it just came to came across just so perfectly. It shows that whatever Sony's going to try and do to block this thing or halt it or delay it, whatever. I think, yeah, he said that they're very, very confident. And when the CEO says that, like, you could take that to take that to the bank. Like I'm, I said this from the start, this will of course not be an easy process, but you don't go into this acquisition if you, if you weren't absolutely confident it was going to, if you know, it was going to go through. So, I mean, he points out like Sony says these comments, despite he, he being the market leader, right? Despite buying studios, which he mentions that how Sony, despite being the market leader has bought three studios in the span of the acquisition being announced. And all these third-party exclusive deals like Final Fantasy VII, Forspoken, I can go on and on and on. So mm -hmm. this is the market leader doing things to tighten their market lead. Xbox, at the, you can at least give them, give them this. They're buying a bigger publisher, sure, but they're doing it in the interest of closing the market share gap because he said that Xbox is the fourth or fifth largest player in, the, in gaming. So, I mean, you got, if you're counting uh, all gaming, you got Apple, that's above them. If you count uh, the biggest player of all, you have Tencent. Then you have uh, Sony, even Nintendo. If you count Switch, uh, you know, console sales, like Switch sales are just a beast right now. So Xbox is nowhere near close to a monopoly. So he's basically saying, like, we, hey, we want to compete. Help, like, we're, we're going to, we want to close that gap. We want, you know, better, you know, get this marketplace truly going, like, in the best way possible. Like Sony just wants to keep things the way they are. They want to be on top. They want, you know, their first party to crank out some games. They want to do some third-party deals and just keep Xbox down because it's easy. But now Xbox is going to make it hard. And they have to actually compete now. After the Call of Duty thing is done, they got to find another third-party title to latch on to for a third-party uh, agreement. And <laughs> they don't really want to do that homework. They're happy with Call of Duty. But now Xbox isn't giving them that option. So I don't know. I'm 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 going off on a little rant here, but it's just it's just really good news. It's really really reassuring. A lot of Xbox fans, we we, we we're hungry for some games. We want Xbox to be the best brand it could possibly be, and this publisher pickup will do exactly that. Even in things like mobile, like Candy Crush or, or whatever. A lot of traditional Xbox fans, uh, they may not really care for that, but I offer a perspective that that is actually helps us. Because the more xCloud grows, the more mobile grows, the more Game Pass grows. And the more Game Pass grows in subscribers, whether it be from console, PC, or mobile, or cloud, the more investment will be into Game Pass. And we all win in the end. We all get more day one titles. That's the goal. Value. Bang for buck. And, that's what, yeah, and we will get that no matter how it grows, even in mobile. So ultimately... The, like it, it was the best statement that they could have made. They, they, and it wasn't Phil Spencer. It wasn't, uh, yeah, any other executive. It was the CEO of Microsoft, and that shows that they are serious and that they came to play. And this generation is only just beginning, and it will be very different by the time it ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I find it interesting too that. Uh... Again, you hear you see a lot of voices pop up on social media, 
And before that, it was you know, if you go back a few years, it was oh, Microsoft's not doing enough, Xbox not doing enough. They need more studios. They need more IP. This and that. Well, I mean, finally they're they're doing that. Uh, they're doing the acquisitions and uh, getting all these games. I mean, you could argue that yes, we do need to see more on the production side and you know more dates for releases. But otherwise, um. You know, they're, they're doing what everybody wanted from them. And I agree with the statements in the chat. I mean, you know, Microsoft, you know, Xbox isn't exactly what you would call the market leader, right? Like what Sony and uh, Nintendo are pretty far ahead of them in uh, certain aspects. And it's like, what? Like, is Sony weak? Is Nintendo weak? No, of course not. I don't know why they're being so defensive. They're, they're scared. They're scared. That's what it is. So, I mean, is it so wrong for Microsoft to be doing this? No, of course not. They're, you know, it's just business. And from yeah. the and from the sounds of it, MLD, I mean, from Phil's uh, comments uh, from the after the Tokyo Game Show, they won't be stopping after this acquisition's finished. Oh yeah, and that's really reassuring to hear because I think we, we all see it, the executives see it, the fans see it. And on that note, I'm really glad to see that the fans and the executives are all are kind of on the same page. I don't think you can really say that about, you know, Sony executives and PlayStation fans. But the idea is that I think Japan is the last void that they need to fill. And they know that. It's just a matter of what will they have their sights on. So that's also reassuring. But going back to the acquisition, I they have a really solid argument in their favor. Not just from a lesser market share position standpoint, but just the fact of where an Xbox game goes day one. Console, PC, cloud, streaming, you know, all that, all that stuff. Where does a PlayStation game go day one? Only on the console. One place. Maybe PC in a couple years, a few years. So I think that in itself is a very, very big argument in favor of the acquisition. Because even though, even, even their exclusives will be on more platforms and available to more people, despite not being on the main competition. And even Call of Duty, they keep saying it will be on PlayStation. There is no, they, there, there, there should be no concerns here. We're keeping it on them for years, several years before we even consider the possibility of taking it off PlayStation, which I don't think they will. But either way, we're looking at six years before we even cross that bridge. Like Xbox is simply that accessible. The competition is not. And any, any regular, even regulars that have no experience in the gaming industry, like, that argument is just so simple. I I, I feel like they'll they'll have to accept that argument. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, absolutely, General MLD. Totally agree with you on that one. Um, no, I mean they're just gonna have to accept that the Xbox ecosystem is just gonna be that much of a draw when you consider, like you said, Game Pass, X Cloud, and just multiple ways to be able to play. I mean, it's not limiting as just being enclosed in the nintendo ecosystem or the sony playstation ecosystem the xbox one is a much broader scope and again a lot of these games are still going to be you know depending on contract length they're going to be coming to uh, playstation on one form or another so not a lot to worry about at the moment i would say anyways but you know you got to admit uh they're, they're kind of scared uh, from the sounds of things, uh, you know, especially with uh, Jim Ryan's commentary as of late and uh, a few more things. 
Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, I thought General MLD did a pretty good job there with a the rundown. But uh, what do you think of uh, Satya's uh, commentary here about, uh, you know, let us have competition? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he has he has a point. I was looking at uh, something to kind of compare this to, um, in the sense, like if you look at the big players in like the cell phone market um, or in the wireless market, um, you had anybody remembers the old? They're still around. They're just rebranded their name after their purchase, um, but it was Singular Wireless. So they were a big player. And still are because they just changed their name to AT&T after they bought AT&T Wireless that was struggling for like $41 billion back in like 2000. So that was still, uh, AT&T Wireless was still like a big entity of itself, obviously being worth <laughs> that amount of money, you know, over 20 years ago. Um, and then buying them and merging into one and but you still had the four like t-mobile sprint um verizon and then singular that just rebranded themselves and took the name of at&t after they bought at&t out um so you still it wasn't a monopoly <laughs> it was you know sure you might get like closer as like you know a publisher or a developer gets bought up then there's less of them you know, around to buy up at that point. But again, it's still not a monopoly. And then you're still having Tencent and Embracer Group that aren't stopping to, you know, gobble up as many, you know, at least uh, a good chunk of shares <laughs> in publishers, if not, you know, get close to like majority. So they're going to keep, you know, trying to buy these up as, as much as possible. So I, I'd rather, you know, Sony or Microsoft have, you know, control over like things like Bungie with Destiny. I wouldn't want like Bungie to just be under um, like Tencent or Embracer buying them all out. You know, it's I think it's better that it's under Sony so it'll get more, uh, more care and it just won't get, you know, shelved um, with with their projects. So, um, so I think there's going to be more good coming out of that than versus if somebody outside of at least with the major players nintendo sony and microsoft they at least you know care about the industry because mm -hmm. they actually have um you well embracer is a weird situation right now just because you had yeah. two games come out um volitions uh saints row which it looks like it flopped and then you had destroy all humans 2 which is also under embracer and uh, it seemed to get some pretty good reviews overall so it's kind of a mixed bag <laughs> from the sounds yeah, of things I, I feel like gta kind of took their the need of there being a saints row like out of <laughs> with what you can do with like the online and everything because people are already doing crazy stuff that and saints row wasn't really known for that at the beginning Really, the only reason I even played any Saints Row, and it was only the first one, uh, was because there was not a next-gen GTA game. We still had to wait until, was it in 08 when it came out? Um, it was at least 07, 08, but I think it was, it was 08 when it dropped, the uh, GTA 4. So we mm -hmm. had to wait like two or three years for there to be, to witness like a ne what a next-gen GTA would look like. And that first Saints Row kind of gave you that. Um 
So that's, I mean, that's why I bought it. And then Saints Row became, <laughs> I was playing, watching my friend playing some of the later ones, you know, towards the end of the 2010s or 2011. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this game? This isn't anything like I like remember like in the first one. Mm-hmm. And it was doing all that wacky stuff, which GTA was not doing. Um, but now you have, well, with it being on PC and a lot more, it being, well, PC gaming being just a lot more, uh available um and the and the mod scene being a lot more known and available you can do all that crazy shit if you really want to where saints row eventually went to after the next gen gtas did come out eventually um i don't don't know if anyone's really asking for another saints row which is kind of what i'm seeing here but (laughs) but yeah i mean as far as them competing i think uh I, they they have a valid point because even after they purchase this, it's not it's still nowhere close to a monopoly. They'd have to buy up a, like a, I would say if they bought up like Steam stores, that would be get, getting closer because at least at that point you're buying up. I mean, Steam already has been almost a monopoly. Well, I guess they don't have a monopoly either, but like in a sense, they have almost all of the market share, <laughs> I think for, uh, First, I'm sure there's for PC. It's hard to tell because I feel like you. We all think Steam has like almost probably all the market share, but there's probably when you look. It's kind of when, like when you look at gaming. It's like, hey, all the gaming's like in this under Sony's market share. But then if you're not counting like mobile gaming, because mobile gaming, because we don't even think or really talk about it because it's not really in our wheelhouse. But there's a huge base over there, so I guess it's hard to say Steam has all the market share but from what from at least our gaming or at least from my mind i think they have a huge chunk so if they bought like steam i could see that because then they would have the windows store locked down as well as the steam store which is huge so you you wouldn't have many places to go that aren't microsoft to like sell your game you know other than like epic's game store but again that's from the last time i've used epic it, it was a lot more limited um, what they had available versus like what you could find on Steam. Uh, that's widely used. So I don't think we're getting anywhere, you know, close to that in that, in that regard. Um, I was going to say something else, but uh, I was trying to think about his uh, comment just escaped me, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, at this time, I don't, I don't think it's, Oh yeah. It was the perpetuity thing where people were saying just, uh, well, then if it should be easy to say, then just say that COD will be on, playstation forever no matter what it's like why would you promise that because not that you would never put it on there but you're not going to say hey it's going to be there forever because something might change sony might do something to where hey you know what bungie uh, destiny's not going to be on you know xbox even though cod is still say in this scenario cod's still on playstation but they decide hey destiny's not going over there or Bungie's like new games aren't going over there like they said they were going to do. And so it's like, well, shoot, they're kind of locking down and these other features that our gamers like, well, cool. Then now we'll pull COD because now you're pulling Destiny. So, I mean, there's no reason to say in perpetuity that you're going to offer this because you never know where we're going to be, what the scenario is going to be in 10 years, 20 years. So there might be a scenario where it's like, hey, 
we're going to at least need to work out a deal or a different deal um, than what they've already been doing. And if Sony doesn't agree to that, then Microsoft would be like, well, we're offering it to you, but if you don't want to agree to our terms, that's on you. That's not us pulling it. That's you just not agreeing to how we do business. So, so it could be something like that too, where it's just like, where Sony's like saying, I, we want like a bigger cut because now they're, you know, now COD is on Game Pass and that's like eating into their, you know, revenue because they didn't have to fight over a Game Pass model taking all of their COD sales. So then they get pissed about that and then, <laughs> you know, want different terms and then Microsoft's not agreeing to those terms and then, oh, COD's not there. See, that could be a scenario where it's not Microsoft pulling it, but it's, they can't come to a deal. So. That's why you don't want to say in perpetuity, I'm just going to guarantee it always will be there, you know, no matter what. There's no reason to do that. So, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, no, that, absolutely. Um, no, that's uh, interesting uh, thoughts there, Shockley. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Centurion, do you want to chime in here? Like, obviously uh this activision blizzard king deal it's gonna go on for some time from the looks of things and you know different things keep coming up different commentary i do find it very interesting that we get uh, satya nadella's uh commentary here that he's seems to be very very aggressive uh going in here and just wanting to be competitive with xbox uh what's your take on his uh his wording here well, I can agree with everything that's been said here um, without trying to regurgitate stuff that's already been said. Um, for one, I'm glad that he is making his presence known that Phil Spencer is not alone in uh, basically wanting the Xbox brand to be successful. He has full support from the guy. Also, at the same time, um, it was almost like a, a reality check for um, for Jim Ryan, because Jim Ryan's counterpart, at least on the Xbox side, is Phil Spencer. So nothing like having the guy who has the control over the purse strings. Um, it's more like um, Phil Spencer's Darth Vader. And basically the emperor came down out of his room with his elite guard and basically let his presence be known, uh, saying that, you know, like I'm, I'm here and this is going to happen and you will feel, uh, the power that I wield when it comes to the size of the company that I control. So, um, you know, that like, that's definitely one of those things where now, uh, Jim Ryan should be very careful um, in the future about opening his mouth um, because nothing like having a person with trillions of dollars at his disposal willing to essentially compete with a company that does not have the kind of revenue that he has control over. Um, and everybody could sit there and say, blah, blah, blah. Xbox only has the, I mean, doesn't have the, you know, the Xbox is a small portion of Microsoft and they don't have trillions of dollars. Well, the guy with trillions of dollars just came out and said that he wants Xbox to compete. So Xbox has trillions of dollars to basically back them up when it comes to future endeavors. Um, and that's where I also had to chuckle at some of the misguided comments on social media. 
uh, with all the people coming out basically saying that, well, this isn't true competition. Microsoft doesn't know what they're doing. They always buy the things that they want. And it's just like, um, guess what? In the corporate world, buying something to be competitive is a thing. Just because you you don't exist in that world and you can't comprehend it, that is a tactic that is used in the corporate world. Get over it. Go go have a nice little pretty drink or something and just get over the fact that this is a corporate strategy. Um, and the funny part about it is if you're going to say that Microsoft just buys things to be competitive, well, you might want to go tell Sony to uh, to stop using Spider-Man then because they bought that to create exclusive content. And that's where I have to laugh at. We're talking about one of the the bigger number one characters in the Marvel Universe was bought out by PlayStation. I mean, not PlayStation, Sony. And that, you know, if we look at it, there was Spider-Man games on the Xbox, the original Xbox generation, the Xbox 360 generation. Oh, look, here comes the Xbox One. All of a sudden, Spider-Man is an exclusive PlayStation character 90% of the time. He, he makes his appearances every now and then in a mediocre status over on the Xbox. But um, that's by the standards of social media. That's not competition. That That's just Sony buying a character and using it to their advantage. Um, but how is that any different than what Microsoft is doing right now? Spider-Man, an extremely huge established character that was created by a different company. Call of Duty a huge established game created by a different company. Both I, both of them were bought out and they are being used to the advantage of the company who bought them. This is corporate strategy. Um, and I love that Satya is out here at let's be competitive. He is absolutely right. Microsoft is not the market leader. Um, it is described as Microsoft is like fourth or fifth in the market depending on how you look at the situation but they aren't the third the second or the first um so this is where i really have a good feeling about the the buyout from microsoft um satya kind of makes me feel better that he came out and basically even said that he feels that this deal is going to go through it's just going through the scrutiny that he knew it was going to have um, and we are like, I love how MLD put it. We're in for a great generation, a very competitive generation. And this is what the gaming industry needs to freaking evolve. People call of duty has been held at a standard, but everybody that I know talks about call of duty talks trash. I've never heard anybody tell me that call of duty was the best thing since sliced bread. Because of the situation that's going on between Call of Duty, we might see Sony actually create a first-person shooter experience that might actually help establish another one of their studios as somebody that can create a competitive game in the first-person shooter universe. We've also seen EA come out, and of course EA is freaking, eh, look at me, um, saying that they would love for the Battlefield franchise to basically be Sony's little, you know, hey, you want an exclusive game? You know, hey, you maybe get Battlefield. Um, there's a number of different avenues that can be used 
to basically compete with Microsoft using having Call of Duty. But I also still have to believe, at least right now, as it stands, there's no way for Call of Duty to be exclusive to one ecosystem or the other because it just wouldn't generate the revenue that it is now. Who wants to buy anything and basically the first thing you're going to do out the gate as soon as you acquire it is do something to stunt its revenue. That is completely asinine to think about. But like Shockley said, we don't know what the industry is going to look like six years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Things could be totally different. Bungie could um, completely change their mind and decide to help uh, to give Sony a little bit more control and start putting more of their games exclusively on PlayStation or start locking down content again, once again, for the games that they do release on, on a multi-platform basis. Um, so that's where I just don't see, again, why people say that we have to have some kind of letter intent and Microsoft has to basically promise to never take this game away from them on the platform they choose to play on. Because at the end of the day, everyone, let's all remember Sony's famous words for every exclusive game. Go out and get a damn PlayStation. So at this point, Microsoft has every right to go out and say, invest in our ecosystem how you see fit. Whether you want to be on a PC, your phone, or on an Xbox, eventually that game could potentially not be on PlayStation. Right now it will be, but in the future we could just say, hey, let's go find a way into the ecosystem and get over it. Mm -hmm. Well, again, they're the ones that believe in generations, right? So. Oh yeah, the, 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 we love generations, and then we're gonna secretly release the games over on a on a cross on a cross play, you know, cross platform ability. I mean, I love I loved the beginning of the PS5 generation. Uh, let's all think about that. Spider Man, Miles Morales, the only game that's possible on the PS5, also coming to PS4. What? I and mean, PC. Like, and PC <laughs> now I know right or um uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's only possible on the PS5 because of the of the NVMe uh, SSD. Well, actually, uh, one of the developers came out and said that it is possible on the PS4. They were just asked not to put it on the PS4. Um, mm -hmm. And that's where it's just like, hey, um, you know, all these arguments that they kept being made, um, it's starting to become completely mute. Um, I love, like, we have gone from da dance, dance Shoes Jim Ryan to, to dancing, crying Jim Ryan, because this dude consistently dances around the truth, beating around the bush and cries when he has to basically work at his damn job. I bring this up every freaking time I can. But when I watched that interview with Jim Ryan that took place, I believe it was like with GameIndustry.biz or Bloomberg, whichever who did it. And he sat there and said, well, when PlayStation was an up-and-coming brand and we barely had any money, we went to Ikea and bought these desks and we basically had to figure out how we were going to get the money to f hire somebody to put, these to put these desks together. Build your own damn desk, you lazy SOB! Are you serious? Like, I couldn't believe he even said that in an interview. Oh, we needed to find the money for somebody to build our desks from Ikea. Oh my God, you freaking self-entitled child. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. That. I enjoyed the rant. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. But I, I, it's just one of those things. Like everybody sits here and like, like, could you imagine like your own boss at your job right now walking around saying, I bought a desk from one of the most expensive furniture companies out there and I need to find a way to come up with the money to hire somebody to build it. I mean, what? to his credit, have you read those instruction uh, instructions? Uh, they're pretty complicated, you know. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, some 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 of those IKEA instructions aren't uh, too good. Um, heck, <laughs> even some of the like the little uh, the little pieces that they give you too. Some of them because uh, I have... I have yeah. No, you can no say what you were saying. Oh no, I was like you know I have some. You know, just some random IKEA furniture, right? And uh, you know, just putting it together. Like sometimes it comes with, like sometimes I don't even have all the the right pieces. So sometimes yeah, so. I I love kind of like don't maybe I'm just sick in the head. But we already know that. But um, I actually enjoy buying furniture and other stuff and actually attempting to assemble it without the instructions. But when I do hit a roadblock, I'll get the instructions out. But it's like almost like a challenge to me. Like I want to figure out how to put this thing together without the instructions. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, but just to your credit, though, Century, and I mean, you point out the hypocrisy. I mean, in uh, the gaming space, pretty well, especially with uh, again, even just higher ups from uh, again PlayStation, whatever it may be. It's like you know they wonder how how you know the console war conversations kind of come up but it's like a lot of what uh you know they say like for example on Jim Ryan's side i mean it, you know it it starts to get a little inflammatory too right whether it be about acquisitions or just the ecosystem talk it's uh you know like they they know that people are going to pick up on this stuff especially like the hardcore fans and people just run with it unfortunately so i don't know it's all so tiresome at the end of the day like you know i like i'm i'm pretty confident that these deals are going to go through like the activision dealer and so on it's just going to take a lot of time but you know for these higher ups at uh like playstation and so on to kind of bet against microsoft and xbox and kind of put them in the position like um you know almost like they don't deserve activision like to buy you know to be competitive in the space it's like well guys you just bought bungie for a couple of billion you guys have been buying up studios i mean obviously you feel the need to compete as well can you imagine if microsoft said that and it's like oh no you you know it's uh you shouldn't be able to buy Bungie because, you know, such and such reasons or some of the other studios like Insomniac, for example, going back a few years. Right. So I don't know. I just I just find the uh, the conversations to uh, that keep popping up about this to be very interesting. I, I love the conversation of could you imagine if PlayStation had the money to buy Activision? Do you think for one second at PlayStation Sony'd be over here like, oh, we want to have Call of Duty on a multi-platform basis and all this other fun stuff, and we want to protect gamers and embrace gamers and make sure everybody can actually, you know, play our games? No, they would be making that exclusive. The ink would still be drying. I mean, like as soon as Jim Ryan finished swiping the last letter of his name, all right, make Call of Duty exclusive. Yep. Without, mm. without a second thought <laughs> we we would all know we will be on board with it 
We might, may not be happy, but we wouldn't be surprised either. No. No. And again, to be fair, you know, I want to see more games popping up. Like, just, I know that Xbox has a ton of stuff in, de- in development. I, I just, I want to see more from what they have right now from the studios that they have bought the past couple of years. But at the same time, hey, this is great. You know, again, like, I, I'm looking forward to the Activision Blizzard King deal. Um, but I'm looking forward to see, like, what Bethesda's got under the hood. You know, a lot of the games that are in development there. But then you look at that, right? Like, with uh, the Bethesda buyout, or the Zenimax buyout overall. And a lot of people are like, oh, Xbox only has, like, Fable for RPGs and so on. They go out and they get one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, producer of Western RPGs pick them up you got fallout you got elder scrolls um you know again the list goes on they picked up like a lot of nice ip and a lot of nice studios there you also got um doom wolfenstein uh dishonored the list goes on the list goes on like and you know that's the quickest way for them to be competitive you know that's that's competition right there and that puts, again, that puts, uh, you know, PlayStation in a certain spot where they need to be aggressive, too. So, you know, they, they can't um, have it their way all the time. Um, there was one thing that also just came to mind that I forgot to mention. Um, like in any good war, which war sucks, but we're talking on a console war basis here. Um, you, you have the concept of mutually assured destruction. Uh, one, basically, both sides have their main weapon that basically assures destruction of the other side. And you basically get this stalemate of where basically people start cooperating because nobody wants to be destroyed. Um, So let's look at the situation with call of duty. This gives Microsoft some serious bargaining power with, to get PlayStation at the table of negotiations of like, okay, cool. We want to make Call of Duty exclusive. Well, please don't. Okay, cool. We won't make Call of Duty exclusive, but the next Spider-Man game has to come to Xbox. And that's where you get these bargaining chips of, okay, okay, fine. Spider-Man comes to Xbox, but it's going to be lacking certain features. Okay, fine. We're we're just fine with that. But we want the next Spider-Man game to be on Xbox. We're not asking for parity. But if you want Call of Duty to remain on your platform, we would like some things on our platform as well. Um, And that's where you because we all know like Sony really loves that Call of Duty franchise. And if they have nothing to compete with in their eyes, anyways, uh, this gives some bargaining chips to Xbox to actually make a few demands of their own. So that way it just doesn't seem like Sony is the only one that's getting anything out of this deal. Microsoft could be like, hey cool but we would also like uh some things over here as well from uh game from basically ips that you technically didn't create on your own one of those being spider-man mm-hmm. yeah i don't know again i just find this whole thing interesting the back and forth between microsoft and sony just <laughs> I don't know, I just can't help but be entertained at this point. It's, uh, you know, you have uh, PlayStation flinging all, all kinds of uh, different things their way. And I'm just happy that Microsoft is firing back. You know, it's nice to see them have a, a backbone, especially, 
you know, when you have such a large company like Microsoft uh, backing you, it's like, you know, pretty significant there. Pretty significant, I would say. But uh, again, time will tell on this uh, this stuff. It's just uh, I'm, I'm glad to see uh, Satya really sticking up for Xbox and the teams behind Xbox and that they're aggressive. And again, judging by what Phil was saying uh, the week uh, past, they're going to continue to be aggressive as time moves on past the uh, the acquisition of uh, Activision. So we shall see, fellas. Uh, guys, anything more to add to this? Yes, no? Um, I just want to add that a nice side effect of all this is that a lot of information, the back and forth will be made public knowledge. So I think by the end of all this, uh, Xbox will come out on top and PlayStation, there'll be a lot of public knowledge out there that I don't think they would want people to know about, but will nonetheless be out there because uh, yeah, they're they're making a bet right now and they're out. They're not going to win this. This will not, this will go Xbox's way. And in the end, the consumer will know a lot of shady stuff that they've been doing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Agreed, MLD. Agree. Um, but yeah, no, time will tell uh, with all this. Uh, yeah, guys, if you're enjoying the conversation here, uh, definitely give a like as uh, you know, we really appreciate your support. And it really, truly does help out with the algorithm and so on. And, uh, you know, just to help uh, YouTube uh you know, with the numbers and so on. And uh, yeah, sub to the channel, guys, if you haven't already, because we would love for all of you to stick around. Um, All right. I think on that note, we'll move into the last topic for tonight with some uh, Deathloop talk. It's uh, Deathloop has finally released onto Xbox platforms. I've been playing it. Uh, I'm a few hours into it myself. And uh, yeah, you know, I got a few things to say about it. I think a few other people on the panel have been playing it. I know Tim has. I'm not sure about anybody here. Uh, guys, have you been uh, playing it? Centurion, Shock, MLD, have any of you guys uh, had a chance to check out Deathloop so far on Xbox? I'll uh, least, no, uh, you go sorry, first. You go first? No, no, you go first, man. Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I, got, I got a chance to play for uh, for a couple hours. Uh, essentially, yeah, I played all of Arcane's games, uh, Dishonored 1 and 2. I played Prey, but I think the Prey guys are, are, are making Redfall. So really, yeah, these are the guys who made who made Dishonored 1 and 2. So that said, I definitely see the inspiration there. Uh, the, gunplay is about, the gunplay is about the same. Uh, it's a, Maybe it's just the early game, but I find I'm, I'm not as uh, nimble as the, as the, the Dishonored games were. The worlds are a little more linear, but uh, I mean, if, if that's your thing, then hey, that could be a positive thing. The storyline is pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, like it, it's drip feeding you the knowledge because you, the player, are also suffering from amnesia. So you're also finding things out as you go. So that's also pretty good too. But the general purpose is that uh, there's like eight bosses to kill. You got one day to do it. And you got these four areas of the of the of the of the, uh, of the game to explore, and uh, there's a lot. I, I can already see that there's a lot of backtracking, but like 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 I'm not going to compare it to a Metroidvania, but the general idea is that you backtrack with with knowledge gained from the past, and you go to somewhere new, and so on and so forth, and then that's how you keep opening up the world, and how these four mini maps 
get you know bigger because uh, the more you explore and the more layers there are but yeah uh the ga- the gun plays pretty solid uh can't complain about that uh the a the ai seems to be better i remember uh last year when the game launched people complained about the ai, AI being very buggy uh I'm not saying it's a masterpiece right now with the AI, but it's at the very least competent. Like I, I can't just uh, rush in blindly. Like I actually have to use some kind of strategy. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, I'll keep playing. But uh, it's like a 16, 16 hour game. So uh, I'll give my full impressions maybe next week. I'll try and finish it then. But yeah, I'm I'm liking it so far. Hmm. Yeah, I've spent a few hours with it myself, MLD. I mean, personally, I'm liking it artistically. I really enjoyed the art direction of it. Uh, voice acting seems pretty good overall. I gotta admit, I'm I'm really liking Colt right now. I think he's a pretty cool guy from the looks of it. And overall, the gunplay's fun. Uh, I find the gun jamming mechanic in it a bit annoying, but uh, I guess it does kind of spice things up at times, uh, keeps things interesting. Um, what do you think about the level design overall so far? I mean, the world to me is pretty gorgeous. Like art again, artistically, I love the backgrounds. I, I do catch myself kind of looking around, but, uh, I've seen this mentioned a few times, but like the actual, like the structure of the missions, like I, I find that a lot of people aren't enjoying the, uh, the opened endedness of, uh, I guess just the way that you can take on certain objectives, uh, from what I've been hearing, I mean, I don't mind it so much, but I guess a, a lot of people just want more defined mission criteria from the sounds of things. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm more or less just following the uh, the mission markers, like you know, going point A to B, and just you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you see this area, the area opens up a bit, and you see a bunch of enemies, and you can kind of see if there's a few different ways to go about it. You can avoid them, stealth kill them, or just straight up have a gunfight. I mean, it's those parts where, yeah, it's open to interpretation, but overall, I, yeah, I'm just following the markers. Go here, go there, find this, find that. But, yeah. All right. All right, very good, very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, so far, I, I mean, I don't mind it, personally, the, uh, the way that it's structured, but uh, it does feel very familiar again if you've ever played the dishonored games and so on just kind of have uh, a similar kind of uh, build to it uh let's see centurion pal I, you were gonna chime in uh, i can't remember did you play it on the playstation 5 or yeah, i played it on playstation mm-hmm. um i didn't I didn't complete it because I'm ADD as hell. And for some reason I'll I'm like, I feel bad, but there's times I treat my PlayStation like a, like a stepchild. Um, <laughs> I need, I need to definitely, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, man, I got to play some of my PlayStation games. I have this thing. I need to really take advantage of having it. And death loop was one of those games. Cause um, at the time I did want to do a video for it and that never came to fruition. But from what I did play the game on the PS five, um, that's where I don't know how many people like have really dug into the concept of the game, but that's where I thought it was very unique artistically. Um, general MLD elaborated on it, um, a little bit, but yeah, the concept is you have one day to kill all these bosses. And that's where it's like, not like, like the best way to, res- to, to think about it, um, was the Zelda Majora's mask. 
you had three days to save the world. And at the end of the third day, the the moon would crash into the earth. And before that happened, you had to play your magical little song to reset, reset time. And you would keep these loops going until you basically did everything you needed to do to gather all the resources and, po and powers that you need to basically take on um, the, the final boss to stop the moon from crashing into the world. And it's the same concept, uh, or at least a little bit of the same idea over on Deathloop is you go through at least through the first tutorial mission where you go through that first world. Um, I liked how you talked about it reminded of Dishonor. It even reminded me of Dishonor, even the character builds and even how some of the characters were reacting. Um, uh, it also reminded me a little bit of Prey because of the concept of it may be linear, but it's also a sandbox game at the same time. Once you get onto the space station in Prey, you could technically go anywhere you want as long as you have the abilities needed to get there. And you can also tackle objectives through different ways. Did you want to go through a vent and sneak through? Did you want to go through the front door and start shooting at things? Um, and like, or and when you take on enemies, do you want to just uh, stealth kill them? Do you want to set up traps and all sorts of different ways of actually dealing with the situation? Um, and that's where, um, like, it's kind of like the concept of. You, I'm not the concept like one of the first things they had you do in the game was you had to like get to your apartment because you have amnesia. So now you got to look for an apartment that you have no idea where it is. And once you find it, you find out there's a safe and you now have to crack this safe open. But at least, you know, the next time you go through the loop and you got to find this safe, you already know the combination to the safe. You don't got to go through the the long mundane process of finding out how to get in the safe because you've already done that. And by doing the loops over and over and over again, you'll start realizing that the, the bosses and the, the NPCs are on these determined paths, depending on what time of day that it is, is going to determine where the bosses are and the structure of the NPCs. Like, um, I think it was like in the afternoon time, one of the bosses is giving this big glorious speech to all the, the enemies, at least in his zone. Mm -hmm. And so a majority of the enemies are actually like there for the speech. Um, and that's where you determine you're like, well, it looks like I'm not going to kill him during speech time. And, but I can do all these other things during the afternoon because a majority of the NPCs that would be patrolling, looking for me are over watching him giving his speech. And so I can move around a lot more freely during the afternoon time. Um, and that's where you start realizing that you got to keep track of time. And by keeping track of time, you'll know where certain individuals are and what the other NPCs are up to. But that's where I love the introduce the introduction of the rogue with the female character, because she basically is completely random. She can pop into your game and kill you. And it's basically at any time. Don't don't feel comfortable because she could really come in and ruin the experience for you. And it makes it even more interesting if you leave the online feature of your game on allowing somebody to basically invade your game and play her. And they basically and now it becomes uh, an online multiplayer and you now need to avoid somebody who technically, you know, depending on who gets gets to play her, you could be dealing with somebody who knows the game in and out and would basically be able to rock your world if you don't know the game as as best as they do. 
Um, it's definitely a very, at least from what I have played, it's a very interesting concept of a game, a very artistic piece. Um, and that's one of the things that I love uh, about studios that create experiences like this, because even though it has concepts from other games that look very familiar to us, it has mechanics to this game that are very unique and really set this game apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on that. Uh, again, artistically, I'm really uh, liking it. The voice acting, superb. Um, I don't know. So far, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I just took out uh, one of the uh, one visionary. Anyways, one of the bosses. And uh, I don't know. So far, I'm having fun with it. So uh, I'll play more of it over the next couple of days. But I'm again, I'm only a few hours into it. But I think it's worth uh, trying out, guys. If you haven't, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, give it a shot. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Why not? Uh, Eric Shockley, buddy, I don't know if you've had uh, any time with uh, Deathloop, whether it be on Xbox or PlayStation. If so, like, uh, give us your thoughts. Is this a game that you'd be interested in checking out in any case? Um, I definitely haven't touched it yet, but I'll definitely be interested to pick it up since I've uh, really enjoyed the uh, like first Dishonored. I played a lot. Um, and then the second one, I need to actually <laughs> like put time in and, and finish. But uh, but I definitely liked Arcane's like uh, first Dishonored, which is really cool. So um, definitely want to give this one a shot. Um, now that it's on Game Pass. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's looked interesting at, I think at first it just seemed like a lesser title. I, or just didn't really get too much of the feel of it. Like from that early teaser, Sony first showed off like two years ago. Um, but as I've seen like more gameplay with it and that it's more of like a, kind of like a puzzle in a sense, um, seems interesting. So definitely want to give that a shot. So. Oh, yeah. I have not touched it yet, though. All right. All right. That's fair. I know uh, I can't speak for Crusader, uh, but I know Tim has been uh, playing it over the past few days, and he's speaking very, very, very highly of it at the moment. And uh, a lot of other people, too. I've seen a lot of social commentary on it. Again, you know, I mean, I agree. Like, the NPCs aren't all that smart, in my opinion. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think that there is a lot of fun to be had with the game and, uh, I can't wait to check it out, uh, further. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say arcane games are my favorite, but they're certainly interesting and the worlds that they create are a lot of fun to explore. So, you know, there's that, uh, guys, uh, do you guys want to touch on anything else before we, uh, start heading out here? All right. All right. Uh, I just noticed in the chat, Dragonheart Yobi dropped the $5 super sticker. Buddy, thank you very much. Uh, That's very generous of you. And uh, hey, we appreciate you being here, stopping by. So thank you very much, Yobi. It's uh, greatly appreciated from the TXR cast. Uh, But yeah, guys, I think uh, looking at the time uh, we'll start sunsetting the uh tonight's show and i gotta say awesome awesome chat tonight uh with an equally awesome panel uh we went over microsoft wanting competition 
uh, big, big GT, GTA 6 leaks, and Deathloop on Xbox, finally. Uh, again, sorry for the delay in the show. I, I was having some technical difficulties on my end with OBS. I will certainly try and work those out uh, for next week's show. Uh, hopefully I can get things all up and running. Uh, gotta love updates sometimes, right? Uh, you know, some things just don't work out with the PCs. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll look into things. But uh, yeah, StreamYard certainly worked out well. But uh, guys, if you happen to enjoy our topics tonight, our discussions, then please consider leaving a like, sharing the show out, and subbing to the channel because, hey, again, we would love to see you stick around permanently. <clears throat> but with that said, let's move over to some outros, starting with the general MLD. Buddy, hey, fantastic show tonight. Uh, you made some awesome, awesome commentary. Where can all these fine people find you at? Oh, yes. Yeah, you guys can all find me at MLD Ghost, Gamer Tag Ghost MLD. It was a great show, had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure we'll uh, have plenty to talk about next week. Xbox is pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I was see- seeing in the chat too, that looks like there could be some Gears of War soon. Pos- uh news coming. Uh, well, uh, something right. about a something about a trademark. That's so, right. Yeah, I've been hearing some rumblings. So hopefully uh, Monday or Tuesday. I find those two days are when most of the news drops for the week. But yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we will see. And yeah, I mean. For the past few weeks now, for the past month, I'd say we've had some pretty interesting news drop either like on the Monday or the Tuesday. So eh, we've been kind of spoiled that way. But uh, hey, it gets us talking, right? Uh, Moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley. Hey, fantastic show tonight. As per usual, where can uh, all of our listeners find you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. Sorry for the uh, technical difficulties, but or but you know we wanted to give uh, Steamyard or uh, was it Steam? I always forget the name. Streamyard. <laughs> Steam, because I was talking about that earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, we wanted to give them some you know some love back. Get, you know, go back to our roots. So yeah, they... <laughs> mm-hmm. but OBS hey. OBS is tricky. I've tried to deal with that myself just by getting the recording and stuff right, just for. Uh, gameplay captures <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah good show tonight and uh see you later mm-hmm. yeah again personally i haven't had too many issues with uh obs but uh, you know i did an update a few hours ago and i don't know something's just not working it wouldn't let me stream guys so i i, I will work on that for you uh look into it uh tomorrow when i get uh, first chance when i get the first chance and who else do we got here? Centurion, buddy. Hey, loved your input tonight. Uh, where can everybody follow you at, pal? Oh, well, thank you, gentlemen. It was a great night, great conversation. Thank you to everybody in the chat that joined us. Um, definitely thank you for f- help, you know, for finding us, especially with all the technical difficulties. Uh, for those interested in finding me, uh, please find me at Centurion1307, YouTube, Xbox Live, Twitter, um, I will be putting up content here in the next couple days on my channel. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Fanboy is making his return for the first time in months. 
And also, you can find me right here every Sunday night on TXR, and you can find me every Wednesday night over on Gaming Beyond the Box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, buddy. And uh, yeah, everyone, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I should have some stuff out within the next week or so. Also, check me out on the Blue Bluebird app, Twitter at Invader underscore 1886. Hit me up. Shoot me a DM. Fun show tonight, guys. Uh, again, it was great having you all here. And as per usual, we look forward to seeing you here on the next one. Later, everyone. And uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll work on those technical difficulties for you. See you next week. Later.